Welcome to the Hire Yourself Podcast. If you're ready to take control of your destiny, build wealth, and live life on your own terms, this is the place for you. Each week, Nat and I will talk about business, franchising, and personal growth to help make you more successful. Good morning, Nat. Good morning, Pete. How are you doing today? I am pumped up. Nice. What are you pumped up about today? Today is the last day I get to go boating for the season. So I'm super excited. We're done with this. I'm going boating, baby. Nice. How's the weather out there? Ah, 65, sunny, no wind, and it's going to be a beautiful fall day for boating. That sounds epic. You know, and speaking of being pumped up, I am pumped up about our topic today. And because I think we're going to talk about something that is really cool. And we'll call it the next economic boom, baby. Boom. All right. Well, I am always curious kind of where where to uh, invest or what, what's going on. So Right. And we talk about booms. Well, let's agree that the equity markets, that boom is over. Maybe the real estate boom is over. But I think we're entering a time now where franchising, franchise ownership is becoming a boom, baby. Boom. <laughs> what is that at the top of your mind? Like, why is franchising going to be booming? Well, you know, when we talk about franchising, it's not just McDonald's, Subway, and Dunkin' Donuts, as everybody thinks about, but there are now over 4,000 franchise companies in almost every industry, touching every aspect of our lives. And I know you get sick of this example, but, you know, it's like when you get up on a Saturday morning, you go to the club, that's a franchise, right? You stop off and get your cup of coffee after a workout. Yeah, that's a franchise. You pick up your dry cleaning, it's a franchise. You get your oil changed in your SUV, it's a franchise. You know, you take your kids to the martial arts class, it's a franchise. You stop off and get a sub sandwich afterwards, that's a franchise. You get home, there's a van in the driveway washing your windows. Yeah, that's a franchise. Franchising touches every aspect of our life, and it's it's a huge part of our economy. So it contributes over um, or just a little under a half a trillion dollars franchising contributes to the United States economy. Yeah. Yeah, I personally always like I like being a consumer of franchises. You know, when I uh, am on a road trip or something, when I see that Jimmy John sign or something like that, I'm like, oh, I I can get something. I know what's what I'm going to get. You know, right? Well, <laughs> and that's what made McDonald's right is one of the first kind of major franchises is consistency of what you got. Right? Exactly. I mean, growing up, we went to McDonald's because there was consistency of food, but the bathrooms are always clean. <laughs> yeah, right. Easy was- on, easy off on the uh, highway. Yeah, the clean yeah, bathrooms. Right? Get that I mean, happy meal. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as we think about why franchising is booming, there's many different reasons. But I think one of the reasons is unemployment uncertainty. I mean, you've been watching the news. I've been watching the news. My old company, Ford, you know, announced laying off or planned to lay off 8,000 pretty much white collar workers this yeah. year. 8,000. That's a lot of uh, people. Yeah. Are they th- are they, they thinking uh, cars are going to sell themselves or are these more, like you said, white, white collar or what? Are yeah, they? they're white collar. Right. So <laughs> it's, you know, from the standpoint is they just, you know, they're shifting resources. I get that to more electric vehicles. But yeah. the bottom line is they're eliminating people because they're they got big problems uh, financially with supply chain and all that kind of stuff. They 
you know, they can't, they can't produce vehicles because they don't have the, the parts or the, the commodities. <laughs> yeah. In today's world, they don't have the blue ovals, believe it or not. One of the biggest uh, branding oh, issues ever, right? They can't, they don't, they can't get enough blue ovals to put on their, their trucks. <laughs> yeah. But you know, Ford's not the only company. Like I was reading uh, Tenant uh, or Tencent uh, is laying off 5,500 people, Lone Depot, 2,000 people. So the headlines are going to continue to come in terms of layoffs. Yeah. Do you think these are, I know there's like a lot of, was a lot of job hopping over the last couple of years and people were bumping up their pay, like say by 30% or so. Do you think it's kind of like that last on first off, or you think that these are longer term employees? Any, any ideas about that? Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of it is based on, you know, we hate to say it, but age, right? So if you've just joined a company and you're 55 years old, you're one of the higher, yeah, highly highly paid. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where the the world is, is going uh, from a standpoint. Yeah. I mean, if I would, if I'm a highly compensated guy that gets laid off, I think I would definitely be interested in franchising. So it makes sense that franchising is booming. Well, it becomes this idea that if you invest in a franchise, right, you're in control of your destiny. You have career and income security. Nobody's going to fire you when you own the business, right? right? It allows you to diversify your assets, your income. Maybe you have a little bit of that entrepreneur spirit that you always want to follow. So it's just a natural thing. So that uncertainty in the job market, I think, is going to really play well to executives looking to what's next uh, from yeah. that standpoint. Well, and you know, taxes, I, taxes are going up too. So when you have your own business, you know, obviously you and I are not accountants, but there's always tax benefits too. Yeah, absolutely. I probably need to do a better job with those, but uh, yeah. you know, now that the IRS is going to have all additional uh, resources. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're like, here, take my money. <laughs> <laughs> we're, yeah, Please so, don't anyways. put me in debtor's jail. <laughs> all right. So when we also talk about uncertainty, I think a little bit about the equity markets. Yeah. Like I was I was just reading today, I think what is it? The S&P is down 24% year to date. A lot. It's down a lot. A lot. That would be <laughs> a very technical term, a lot. Yeah. So when you think about it, we had a great 10-year run, but now is the time to diversify. You don't want all your eggs and I think a lot of people, especially when you got 401k's are invested heavy into equities uh, from that standpoint, that it's just a natural to look at how do we diversify and franchising is a great way to diversify your assets and your income. Yeah. And you can even use some of your uh, retirement monies, you know, to, to buy a franchise. Yeah. Right. I mean, and that's the, I always look at it as those were, you know, those dollars that are locked up in your retirement, those are frozen dollars until you retire, unless you do the ROBS program where you use that in a tax compliant way to fund your business. So um, it's a nice way to kind of hedge against what's going to happen in the stock market. Who knows? It could go down more. It could go up, but why get, why be, have all your eggs in one basket with that leverage a franchise to diversify. All right. What about when we talk about uncertainty, real estate? Oh, I know. I have uh, friends that were thinking about selling their house and relocating, but now they're like, well, I, you know, it's like, I can't afford that, that mortgage. So it's, I think the, what is the, there's some kind of uh, math where for every percent higher those mortgage rates are, it's like a certain percent less that of house that you can buy. You sure. Um, so yeah, I think that that's really kind of hurting people. Well, I just read that what interest rates on homes now mortgage rates are what uh, uh, nearly seven percent, six point seven to seven percent. Yeah. So the highest they've been in fifteen years. Yeah. And 
Yeah, yeah so we're I mean, not used to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and when we take a look and a lot of people are locked in at lower rates. So now I got to really make a decision. Do I want to sell my house, try to find something? And, and I think what I've read is that housing prices are starting to decline uh, from that mm-hmm. standpoint. And so people are going, what do I do? Yeah. Right. So instead of investing in rental properties, because if you're thinking about doing rental properties, you probably missed it. Right. You've, you've, you've missed that. Right. So that's not a strategy. So instead of taking your dollars and putting in rental homes, which is a, which is a great strategy when you could buy cheap and you got good, cheap money. But now, why not take some of that capital you would put into rental houses and invest it in a, in a franchise business where, again, you diversify your assets, your income uh, gives you a little bit more flexibility. Just makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah. I mean, I feel like. um you know, having your own franchise or your own business is kind of like having an ATM where, you know, hopefully you're generating profits each month, right? So it's nice to be, again, diversified a little bit. Yeah. So when we talk about uncertainty, whether it's the employment market, it's the equity markets, it's real estate, there's just uncertainty of where you put your capital. And when Mm -hmm. we talk about capital, I think one of the reasons why franchising is booming is there's still a lot of capital out there to leverage. Totally, totally. yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at SBA is still there. Small Business Administration uh, loans uh, is still a good right now. You could argue it's expensive money, but it's available for you. But, yeah. you know, there's a people that have a lot of equity in their houses that they can tap their home equity line to to fund their business. Right. I think a lot of people are actually probably smart and saw the handwriting on the on the wall and are sitting on cash anyways. So, you know, then they can put that cash to work and get a much better return than, you know, sitting in cash. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you don't really get much, uh, maybe a little bit more today. But, you know, I think a lot of people saved money during the last two years of the recession or yeah. I'll call it the pandemic. You know, so the idea is that they they save that money. And so they're they're sitting on household uh, savings is at a, at a record high. So we continue to see that. That's a good source. And then how about 401ks, right? Again, we talked about that earlier, but you can take those retirement dollars and invest instead of stocks and bonds, you can mm-hmm. invest it in a franchise. Yeah. Or, you know, just kind of um, load balance and have a part of your 401k have a business, you know, so then you have a little bit of each, right? Yeah. And then you can also use, some people do equity lines on their, their uh, portfolios, their stock mm-hmm. portfolios. So I think there are many different mechanisms, but there's a lot of money because like when we went through the last recession in 2007 to 2008, you know, that was where you couldn't get, you couldn't get capital. Right. That's a good point. Right now there's tons of capital. We're seeing a lot of activity by private equity. They're like coming in and buying up a lot of franchises and dumping money back into it. So that's another reason why franchising is booming is because these private equity companies, they're trying to find places where they can put their dollars to work, mm-hmm. right? And they go find a franchise system that maybe is undercapitalized or maybe they're just emerging. So for example, they may have 40 franchise locations open, they've sold a hundred, right? And they need to get those open, but they don't have the capital or the infrastructure to do that. Private equity can come in there and basically buy that franchise system and build it out. Yeah. And a lot of times they're kind of pouring gas on the fire a little bit because you know they're um, putting in the infrastructure, whether that's call centers or marketing people, like all this corporate infrastructure in place so they can open up more local units faster. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's a win-win for, for franchise owners. 
Well, absolutely. They, they benefit in the franchise, you know, uh, company that they buy. So the private equity, they buy this company. It starts with 40. They get another hundred open. Well, now what they do is they flip it, right? right. Sell it as a multiple. So they, they've taken their money, invested it, built it, and then they sell it uh, for a profit. Yeah, for sure. You know, they also, as we look at private equity investing in franchise systems, the benefit for them is they're continuing to diversify their capital even more. So when you buy a franchise system and you and you have all those franchises, bottom line is you're getting revenue, the royalty from each of those. So you're continuing to diversify more your, your revenue. Right. Yeah. I mean, if they think it's a good idea to invest in franchising, it makes sense that as, you know, individuals, it's probably a good pretty safe bet too. Yeah. Cause sometimes they'll actually buy the franchise units and stuff like that, where again, it's that continuing to diversify. So a lot of play there. So you're seeing a lot of activity from the standpoint. And as we think about franchising, one of the other things that's happening is that they're taking traditional mom and pop industries, you know, where there's primarily mom and pops and they're starting to franchising. And I, yeah. and I think a little bit about, remember we had Blingle, the president of Blingle on yeah. our podcast. Right. No, that's an yeah, example. That's something you never like you once in a while maybe would, you know, see or hear about somebody hiring a, a company to put lights on their house or something. And then, you know, it's, it was amazing what Blingle has been able to accomplish. Right. But they took a mom and pop industry and they have essentially added systems, processes, you know, great branding, all that stuff, marketing. Made to, it a year round business. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and so they will, you know, Primarily, I think we talked about they're the first franchise, national franchise that'll play in that space. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's a great example. Well, how about um, when we talked about, um, and I think a little bit about this idea of lifetime green coatings, mm-hmm. right? So that's an example of an industry that there's lots of competition, but they come in with a organic or all natural product that's patented. So they change the game of the, the industry by innovation in terms of product. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of innovation in franchising right now. I mean, you know, like you said, the uh, the lifetime green coatings, and then we're seeing it in health and fitness, and just yeah. Everywhere. Well, think of Body Twenty. Yeah, right? we had Body Twenty on there. They took personal training and they leveraged technology to enhance the the workout. Right, so it's faster, it's more efficient, with some significant results. So that's an example of, again, leveraging technology to, to change an industry, to, to change or, or find a segment within an industry. Yeah. Now, if we could just figure out how I could work out, you know, without leaving my bed, that'd be even better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure someday somebody will come up with a pill that it does it all, right? So, yeah. uh, uh-huh, which might totally change the personal training industry. But uh, <laughs> the idea is that. So, you know, when we think about booms, franchising is booming, uh, whether yeah. it's uncertainty, it's the way in which capital is available, whether private equity coming in to technology, to people transforming industries. I mean, it's going to be really cool to watch. We are living in an exciting time. Yeah. And even just being part of these franchise systems, you know, if you're like a corporate guy and you're kind of, you know, got downsized or just decided to leave, you know, when you join a franchise system, there's so much energy, so many relationships and new people that you meet. And it's just like everybody's charging, you know, full full steam ahead. And it kind of reminds you of like the good old days, like maybe when you started in corporate where you just were working hard, having fun, you know, everything was just kind of growing. and, And that's really, you know, it's rewarding, feels good, feels like you're making a difference. And 
franchising is always hyper local. So it's, you know, always in your backyard too. Well, that's true. And then when you're a corporate executive and you're flying around, you don't get to be engaged in the community. So when you have a business right. in your community, you can make a difference. And I like franchising because I can take the skills that I learned in the corporate world, the business acumen, the leadership skills, and I can apply it to a business where I can grow and I can be rewarded for my hard work. I can build this business and to your point, make a difference in my community. Yeah. Create, create jobs, create lots of jobs and be able to mentor people and you know, when they move on to the next phase of their life, you can feel good because, you know, hey, we we helped mentor this person. I remember when they started with us, they were like, you know, entry level and, you know, now they're on their path to to whatever they're going to do. So it's, yeah. yeah, it's a rewarding to, you know, create these jobs and help people out. And you and I, we get the great opportunity to help executives explore franchise ownership to see if it's yeah. the right path. And so we're blessed from the standpoint is that we get to help people on their journey and, you know, control their destiny, live life on their own terms, uh, build wealth. I mean, that's the kind of stuff we get to help executives explore to get past all this stuff or, or simply put, help them take advantage of this boom that we're having in franchising. Yeah. It's always fun to circle back with these guys two or three years later when they're kind of like, you know, I'm trying to figure out where to open my next location, or you just get the sense that they're, you know, things are going pretty good. They're pretty happy. And, you know, they're some of their biggest problems is just trying to figure out, you know, where to expand or open up their next location. That's, that's our good quality problems to have. I had, uh, I remember we had a focal point business coach on, right. And you remember he talked about that. He was retiring. He, yep. you know, he reached out to me and said, Pete, I, I, I made enough money, made lots of money and I'm going to retire and spend time with my grandkids. And that was a great call to get, Hey, listen, I got a franchise. I built it. I grew it. I made enough money to where I can retire and just enjoy life. And you know, that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And I mean, that, realistically, that's probably what, like a $70,000 investment, definitely less than a hundred thousand, I would imagine. Um, and to create that great income and be able to retire, that's great. Yeah. And he was a guy that worked uh, in the corporate world for Walmart. Remember, he worked for Sam Walton. And, you know, so here you took control of his life, did this thing. And so that's what it's about. All right, Nat, we got to take advantage of this boom. But right now I'm going boating, buddy. So have a great day. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Hire Yourself podcast. For more resources, check out our website at hireyourself.com. And remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive each episode. Please leave us a rating and we'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions for topics.